Welcome to the Property Chit Chat Podcast. I'm your host, Louise Roke, where I talk about everything and anything property. Righty-ho, so I'm back here with Linda Wong from Birkenhead Ray White. Thanks again, Linda. Good morning, Louise. How are things? Good. Bit T- crazy. Yeah, I know, you're so busy. Listen, today I thought it was a good time to talk about people who may ring you up, and this would happen occasionally, especially things that have happened in the world over the last while. There's been a lot of changes, so sometimes people actually lose their jobs and things, so just say somebody rings up and they've been renting and you're, the, you're their property manager, and obviously they're distraught and they're ringing you up and they're saying, guess what, I've just lost my job, what do I do? I guess I suppose the first instance is they need to know whether when they actually finish and when is their last pay going to be because obviously it's going to affect their rent but the biggest thing a tenant can do is communicate so let us know so we're not going to chase them up we'll make a note on their file and we'll just go what are you doing what have you done um we can you know they go to wins they can get a benefit to to cover their rent which is what most tenants do so they can actually go there and 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 they will get some rent assistance will they They will yes will it be the whole rent or it may not it depends on how much savings they actually have so obviously you have to go through your savings first right so that's means tested Yes, it yeah. is. Okay, totally. Yeah. But I think the most important thing is communicate. Let us know where you're at. Just touch base with us on a regular basis and we can just update the file and we can let the ten- uh, the landlord know. Why aren't I getting any rent? What's going on? So we need to communicate. So sometimes do you actually find that they may not get rent because it's taking a while to get that assistance? It will take a while. Right. Um, we have had instances probably quite recently where um, a tenant has lost their job um and obviously they became behind in their rent but with communication they could actually just pay it off over time and we sort of caught up it took about three months but we caught up so we do take that factor that in I suppose the most concerning thing is if you've signed up for a fixed term and it's a reasonable amount of rent that you're paying on a weekly basis so it's recurring and it and if you've lost your job, the first thing you want to do is cut down expenses. We look at that. They might say, look, we need to break, your, we need to break our lease. So we then need refer that back to the landlord as well because it is a legal binding document. What we need to reiterate to people out there is it's certainty to have a fixed-term lease. And obviously everybody does, I would imagine, want to have some sort of fixed-term lease. Or what's the story there? It is better to have a fixed-term lease because it gives certainty to both the tenant and the landlord. And if for some whatever reason the landlord gets into financial difficulties and needs to sell, at least with a fixed term, you know as a tenant that you're actually there for that duration and the property goes, the tenant goes with the property. Yes. So talking about that, that's a whole other subject too, isn't it, that we can just sort of go into a little bit, is that when you have a property for sale and it's got a tenant on a fixed term lease, as a buyer, you need to make sure that you're looking at all that, not just assuming that you're going to buy a property and you're going to move in there. You would think that there'd be disclosure. And the other thing is, is that I did hear sometime that somebody bought a property and basically the tenant had actually been behind in the rent. So when the new landlord took over, they weren't advised of that. What's the story there? Um, touch wood, I've mm. never come across that situation, but as if you were, if we were the property manager, we want to make sure 
that the tenant was up to date with all the rent before it changed hands. Yes. So if you're a buyer and you're looking at buying investment property and it's got a tenant in there and they're telling you how much it is, um, A, you would need to see the uh, document. You would like to think that the current landlord or owner would advise the incoming purchaser of where the circumstances stand. So basically, you would think, because there would have been a communication anyway, because they would have had to do open homes, viewings and stuff like that, and we need to get tenants' permission to be yes. able to do that, because it's yes. not a given. So, so the buyer should be talking to the sales consultant that and is the selling the property, and then the sales consultant should be double-checking with the property manager and make sure they get something in writing just to say how much per week it is when their lease finishes. Do you, do you no- normally have uh, sales consultants come to you and say, can I have a copy, because they should, of you know some sort of tenancy agreement as far as time-wise? Unfortunately, being property managers, we're usually the last to know. Right. Because oh, <laughs> my shirt's nice. <laughs> <laughs> you slack asses. <laughs> yeah, so communicate with your property manager because... Um, you know, tenants have got rights and the buyers need to know what's going on. So to get a really clear picture, because the other thing is, is that sometimes at a property, a tenant might tell you something and don't you just love that? Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. Uh, Say no more. Yeah, it's, so, yeah. So you've got to get the facts from the, You need say, to know, you need to know the facts from the and, and take emotion out of it. Yes. I mean, a tenant has emotional buy-in, you know, there's... there's so there's, does a strapped landlord. Exactly, that's yeah. right. So you need to actually take emotion out of it. And I suppose your property manager would be the one that would be the most objective in that's that situation. Right. That's right. So you um, need to go and find out what the real story is. And as I say, go to the source. So whoever the source is about property management is obviously the property manager. And make sure that they actually, you know, check the paperwork um, you would like to think as a property investor that's buying that they would have to do that as part of their due diligence yes, anyway. Yes. So, But I'm saying the sales consultant needs to make sure when they list a property too. They need to talk to the property they manager. Do. They, they need do. To, they need to see it in black and white. They need yeah. to get their facts straight. So when they're actually um, selling this property and talking to buyers, they actually can say, hey, listen, this person is paying $550 a week and they are on a fixed-term tenancy until whenever. Yeah, exactly. Because I think sometimes there have been sales consultants who, and it's real, I'm, I'm really struggling sales, sales consultants all the time because I can't say agents anymore. I think, I suppose, because sales and property management are two totally different things. Yeah. And unless you've been actively involved in property management, you really don't know what the case is and you might just think a tenant's in there and it could be you could end the tenancy at any time. It's not like that no. because tenants do have rights and We've I got think to look after our tenants and we do. Yeah. yeah. And so I suppose as a sales consultant, they're more I suppose they're looking after the, the owner and the landlord. And that's their primary concern which is fine but with a property that's rented it's not only the owner that's involved there is a tenant there's another party that's included and I think sometimes we as sales consultants or whatever we can tend to forget that it's very very important that you consider the whole situation as a whole and that way like you said in the beginning communication is number one. Oh, definitely yeah. I think in any area I think communication is huge and I yes. think we as humans 
tend to forget that. Yeah, we do. We look at something and we don't realise that it's not just black and white, that there's actually different angles and different people involved um, in it. So basically, somebody uh, loses their job. So what are you going to say to the landlord if somebody does lose their job and they've rung you up? Um, what sort of conversation are you going to have with them and what's your advice for the landlord? Well, usually we obviously talk to the tenant and find out as much information as we can so we see where they are financially so we you know, understand how much rent they can afford or when it's going to hit when they're not going to be able to afford to pay their rent on a regular basis and then we'll go and have a good conversation with the landlord and say, look, we've just been advised, this is their situation um, financially, this is their situation, read their tenancy, um, we're just letting you know we will manage it as best as we can and if it becomes really tight, we will then further advise you, but we will keep you posted in That's the interim. Good. That's great. Thanks, Linda. That's Linda Wong from Ray White Birkenhead. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Property Chit Chat. Subscribe to hear all our episodes. If you want further information, visit goodtonic.co.nz and hit the Property Chit Chat tab. Till next time, over and out.